Hi, my name is Jason Otero, and you're listening to The Slapcast. Here in just a second, we're going to kick off part two in this conversation around fear. If you didn't get a chance to catch episode 51, make sure you do that. It makes me wonder why we've demonized some of these things as like negative emotions. Because when mm-hmm. you look at like, you know, you would look at fear, anger is one that kind of is on the fence sometimes. But with our kids, it's like, it's okay to be angry. Express that, you know, be angry and sin not my child, right? <laughs> um, but for some reason, when we think of sadness... That is one that's more collectively agreed upon as a healthy thing. Like, are you feeling sad? We should honor that. But with fear, for some reason, we've kind of demonized. I think it's a far more intimate experience. Mm -hmm. That's one that because of us burying it and not honoring it over time. We're facing um, limitations sometimes. Yes, absolutely. And so... So one of the things that we can do and an encouragement that we'd have for you as you think about navigating fear in your life, in your leadership, in your relationships, is simply this idea. Fear gets to be on the bus, but it does not get to be the driver. So I want you to visualize this. You know, all these feelings are riding on a bus, all these thoughts, experiences. Fear gets to be on the bus, but we probably shouldn't let it drive the bus. Because fear will probably just stop the bus. Mm-hmm. And the bus is rolling. That's all the <laughs> bus sentences that I have for you. But just visualize <laughs> or this. Or whatever like, vehicle works yeah, for you. Yeah, <laughs> a vehicle. Um, but maybe just don't let it in the driver's seat. Honor the moment. Um, kind of consider, is this is this a defining moment? Potentially, is this a moment where I'm experiencing growth? Is it healthy fear? Is this fear re-emerging that I've never dealt with? Is this a fear that is unhealthy, that is overwhelming? that is consuming my thinking? Am I making decisions going forward out of fear that will lead to more unhealthy places uh, in my leadership and in my relationships? I think it's really important. We can, we can have fear at the table uh, here uh, with all the other feelings that we have. And there's moments to honor that. Um, what am I scared of? Explore that space. Pause in that moment. Don't just ignore it, but just even to yourself, fear, what do you have to say about this? I, I love the imagery you came up with with the table because I'd never thought of that before. Because yeah. I immediately pictured characters that represented different emotions that were all over the, mm-hmm. you know, all over the map, including yeah. fear. Some could be more positive things that we associate yeah. as positive emotions, but they're all sitting at the table with us, mm-hmm. and everybody's invited. Mm-hmm. And it's just that, just like in our families, some personalities or some characters are not as easy to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> And I think we have a tendency to get so busy that we don't want to take that five minutes to explore what's happening. And unfortunately, we oftentimes make decisions that we regret. Yeah, I can Because we're just like, no, I just got to keep going. I just got to, nothing changed. We just headed in the same direction. Fear may have been indicating something significant. And so it's important that we can honor that. We, we listen to the voice. We can entertain the different voices. Um, but don't just listen into the voice of fear. What about the what about the voice of risk? What about the voice of dreaming? What about the the voice of excitement or accomplishment? All those other things are going to be met. All those are met with fear too. But there's a fruit that can come out of that um, as well. Something good that can happen. Um, I just used a really preachery term there, so I want to acknowledge that in church world, you would talk about the fruit of this or the fruit of that. It just means as a result of these behaviors. Just as long as you don't get into the fruit of her loin. That, no, yeah. I. <coughs> See, this is what happens. I get to host, and I've just got these zingers coming in. 
Um, I did not say that, nor have I ever used that phrase in a sermon. Um, I can attest to that, at least when I heard you preach. Yes. (laughs) Maybe in the early days. Um, So what do we do with this? All right. So we have fear. It can indicate some positive things. It can be um, something that becomes somewhat crippling to us. We all can identify with this emotion. So we have some choices of what we're going to do with fear. At the end of the day, if we pause, we acknowledge, we honor what's happening in this moment, we have some choices of what we're going to do. That is the most terrifying and freeing thing at the same time. Just depends on how you look at it. Like, I have a choice what I will do with fear. When we don't like that, it's because we know what we've done in the past with fear. (laughs) We allow it to kind of take over. And when we've stopped short of our dreams because of fear, when we've um, regretted not maybe being vulnerable or experiencing all we could in a relationship because of fear, we have those regrets. But it can also be a very freeing thing. I'm afraid, but what will I do? And think of the reward. What will happen if I do this thing that is good in spite of my fear? Or as a result of leveraging this fear in a positive way. So here's a, here's a few opportunities that we have in, in response to fear. We can succumb to fear. We've all been there. We've all done that. We can honor fear, which is to just acknowledge this is happening. Or we can transcend or integrate that fear into realizing that this is offering up an opportunity um, to, to do something with it. Um, so let's talk about the integration. I think we understand this idea of succumbing to fear. We've all been there. Yeah. Right. That's not a shocker. Um, honoring fear. And maybe you've explored that a little bit. I really encourage you to, when you're afraid, just talk to yourself about it. It's okay to talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's okay it. to be kind to yourself in that exploration. Um, I'd encourage it. But Shannon, maybe you would want to just talk about what could it look like to transcend or integrate it? What does it look like when fear has a proper place in the conversation? Well, I want to start with that self-talk. And this is going to sound almost a little cheesy, but I heard it from a life coach. And from the moment I heard it, it changed the way I forever changed the way I talk to myself when I'm feeling afraid. And she introduced this phrase and she said, just say to yourself, what's wrong, dear? (laughs) Think about that. When I'm feeling, when my children were, were afraid of something, whether it was the dark in their room or afraid to try something new or afraid to get on that bike and learn how to ride without the training wheels, whatever, I was by their side encouraging them and saying, what are you worried about? Mm-hmm. Let me help. Let me alleviate your fear. And let me give you some data to help you with your fear, right? And it all started with, if, if my child came to me upset, the first thing I would say to my child was, what's wrong? Mm-hmm how can I help you? You know? And the point she was making in this conversation was sometimes we need to reparent ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, what led to that anxiety was when I felt fear, the way I resisted fear was you shouldn't be feeling this way. You wuss pull yourself up by your bootstraps and go get the job done. Mm -hmm. That stopped working, but I didn't know it at the time. Now, when I'm afraid, I say to myself, what's going on, Shannon? What's wrong, dear? Or if you want to really get ooey-gooey with yourself, you can say, what's wrong, love? Whatever works, whatever language works. Mm -hmm. And using the language of inquiry with myself first, which is what is going on? What's behind this fear? What's bringing this on? I have found a lot of times the fear comes from imaginations and thoughts of things that are kind of irrational. Mm -hmm. I'm imagining the worst outcome or something Mm -hmm. like that. So that's the first thing I would recommend is really talking a little bit, you know, more nicely to yourself. 
The second thing I would recommend is a is a something that I learned from stoicism, which is actually go to the worst case scenario. Yeah. Like, what's the worst that could happen? And can I accept that today? And, and and even if I don't know what I would do, can I accept that, you know, that if this happens, that I'm going to be okay? Mm-hmm. You know? And so if I'm afraid, that there was a point in time, um, this is before you were working at Relay, Jason, where we had just made probably just too many transitions at one time in the organization, just a lot of changes. And we lost a ton of donors at one time. And I was, I found myself smack dab in the middle of that anxiety again, not as debilitating as before. But I remember the day it occurred to me that what I was afraid of was because I was attaching, I I, I thought if there was some kind of negative outcome for the organization, that it meant something bad about me. And instead of entertaining that, what I started thinking was, okay, so if the worst thing happened, which I define, we, each of us individually have to define what the worst mm-hmm. thing is, okay? Yeah. But the worst thing for me at the time was the organization goes under. I said to myself, so then what would you do? What would you do if there was no more relay? What would you do if you didn't have a job? I was like, well, I would go looking for another job. You know, I'd be disappointed in myself, I'd be, you know, all those things, but I've lived through disappointment before. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't have an income because I wouldn't have a job, but I've lived through job loss before, okay? Um, I've looked for a job before. I've I've spruced up my resume before. I've gone to interviews before. Now, do I want to do any of those things? No, that's not the point. The point is I let my mind really get specific on the worst case scenario and then think it all the way through to the end. And I realized, you know what? If the worst happens, I can handle it. Mm-hmm. And I know this because I've handled it before. Yeah. I'm still here alive and kicking and talking about fruit of her loin. <laughs> and sometimes and so, go ahead. Go ahead. No, sometimes wait. saying it out loud <laughs> makes it less of a monster. It really does because I don't even know I don't even know half the time the unconscious thoughts that are going on that are creating this mm-hmm. major toxic fear response. And so I slow down the process. So yeah. the self-talk, number one. Number two, going to the worst case scenario, making peace with it. Mm-hmm. And then the final step for me is always this. What are my choices? And the reason why I like thinking about choices is because choices are empowering. Mm-hmm. One of my choices is always I can do nothing. I can sit here and wallow in fear. I can sit here and stand under the blankets and do nothing and not be responsible and procrastinate whatever the out, whatever the output of my fear is right now, okay? I can choose that. But if I do that, I'm going to choose it. I'm not mm-hmm. going to default to it like a victim. I'm going to say, you know what? I can't do this today. I just need one day to bury my head in the sand, and then tomorrow is going to be different. Right. But I'm going to choose that. But I have other choices. And I, when I work with clients, I like them to identify three to five choices as a starting place. Mm-hmm. Because until we force ourselves to think of choices, oftentimes we've, we've kind of hemmed ourselves in and we believe we only have two choices, a rock and a hard place. Mm-hmm. And when we're between a rock and a hard place, it feels very disempowering. It feels like um, we have two really undesirable choices and no matter which one we pick somebody's going to lose and it's going to be us mm-hmm. and when we don't think about all of our choices that's where we end up and so forcing my brain 
to move out of fear and into choice. I'm sorry, forcing my brain to think about choices actually disrupts this fear process. Because in order for me to entertain choices, my brain automatically starts looking into the future in a different way. It starts to have a glimmer of hope. It starts to enter into creativity and curiosity. And that is something that kind of becomes a voodoo trick, if you will, um, although I don't believe in voodoo, but it kind of becomes a like a like a fast track, not to avoid the fear, but to kind of absorb it and use it to leverage what choices you have in the mm-hmm. midst of the fear. So you're like, acknowledge it, you welcome it and go, okay, so now what? Mm-hmm. So now what's available to me now that this is happening right now? Mm-hmm. After I've honored it and said this is happening, and then if I move into those choices and I think about all of my options, and then as a part of that, or a fourth thing, I guess, is you choose. And I always recommend you choose according to who you want to be, how you want to show up, and the values that you hold. Because then it's very, very rare that you would look back on that choice and, and regret and say, mm-hmm. man, fear got the best of me. And you'll have a little bit of confidence every time you do this, a little bit more confidence to act in the face. And I feel fear the entire time, by the way, Mm -hmm. even in the choosing and the doing. But I've also introduced another feeling alongside the fear, and that's curiosity, that's hope, that's feeling powerful, maybe a little little Mm -hmm. glimmer of joy enters in because now I see my options. I don't think entering entertaining and welcoming and the good feeling gets rid of the fearful feeling. I don't think we are more nuanced in that. It's not a transaction. No, No, like, like you can feel a lot of things at at once. That's why I love the imagery of the Mm -hmm. table. You know, there are times when I, I told you when you walked in here tonight, man, I don't have a lot of energy. I'm just not into this. I just, I didn't expect it to be very good. And I'm, Right now, and I'm being honest, I'm loving this this episode because I'm loving the topic. Mm-hmm. And I can feel both both tired and a little discouraged because of everything that I've been doing this week. And at the same time, yes. feel like excited about something over here. Yeah. You know, I, I can be more than one things, yeah. more than two things, more than one thing at the same time. Right. Yeah. That's fantastic application. So integrating it a few ways. Start talking nice to yourself. Yeah. You know, if and maybe you hear that and you're like, okay, I don't even know where to start. Here's <laughs> a tip I would have for you. Uh, this was hard for me to do until I began to picture myself talking to my son that going mm-hmm. through a difficult situation. And I always will say buddy or hey bud or whatever. Um, and so now when I have these moments where like negative thoughts are just dominating, I have this pause where I tell myself, okay, bud. <laughs> and it's almost not in a condescending way, but it's like, we're going to pause right here and yeah. navigate this together. Um, self. And so, but I would just encourage you find a way by saying something, having something you say out loud, you can reinforce positive responses to this. Your brain loves it when you do this. It is good for you. Um, And you can help remap your, the way that you feel and respond to these things. Things that feel out of control can feel more in control in spite of, and as you're navigating fear. So I encourage you to find a way to welcome fear. It's not the enemy to honor it and then integrate it in a way where you will experience growth and health and self-awareness through all of it. Okay, that that concludes this episode. If you want to connect with Relay, just shoot us an email, slapcast at relayleadership.org, or I can be reached directly at jason at relayleadership.org. We'd love to connect with you and find us on all the socials at Relay Leadership. Until next time. 